0: And welcome back to the Counselor's Couch. I'm your host, Calvin Williams, licensed professional counselor. Well, the summer is coming to an end and the school year is kicked back into gear. We're soon going to see a break from the summer heat, which means fall will be upon us. Now, unless, of course, you live in the South and then it'll just be a summer point, too. I'm glad to be back with you. I took a much needed summer hiatus. You know, I've been a busy bee since dropping our last session. I've had the opportunity to take several road trips this summer just to get away and relax. You know, I was so excited to be asked by my son to take a road trip with him this summer. You may recall I told you that he had an opportunity to play drums at an amusement park in Pennsylvania about 16 hours away by car, so I'll admit it was quite an adventure. We had a blast. I love traveling with my family and my son. He's always been a great travel buddy, but this was something a little different. I realized he's grown up. Now, I know that sounds strange since he's 22 years old. I know he's grown, but he'll always be our little boy. However, this trip, he was the driver and I was the passenger, which those of you that know me realize that's a big step for me because, you know, I got control issues. However, when he was driving me to the airport in Pittsburgh to drop me off for my flight back, it really hit me. He has grown up so fast right before my eyes. I looked over, and I could still see the little boy in the driver's seat, but it was different. There was a quiet, anxious confidence in the man sitting next to me. He was navigating the unfamiliar and new adventures, just like an old pro. Now, I'll be honest with you, I knew it was going to be hard saying goodbye at the airport, but I didn't think I'd lose my flipping mind. I was like a lost old man trying to find his way. It wasn't like it was crazy or hectic at the airport. It was the exact opposite. I breezed through the check-in and made it straight to TSA with no hitches. It was the saying goodbye part that got me. I had prepared so much for the trip and our travel that I didn't really get a chance to kind of wrap my head around the inevitable part of going our separate ways. I kept asking if he knew how to get out of the airport, if he had everything he needed. Do you have enough gas? I double-checked for my ticket. I patted down my pockets. I made sure I had had everything that I needed for the flight, but I still felt like something was missing. So I give him a hug goodbye, and he just pulled me close, and he squeezed me really tight, and then he whispered, it's okay, Dad. You got this. Well, that was all it took. You know, I knew I had it, but my son comforted me. I went, wait a second, that's my job. I comfort him. It's not supposed to be the other way around. And then it hit me. It's all right that it's that way. It means his mother and I did a good job. Now, unfortunately, after the hug, my brain didn't return to me because I was flagged going through TSA for a further screening because I left something in my pocket that the machine picked up. Now, this is where the old man stuff comes in. I was flagged for having a hard candy in my pocket, like I was an 80-year-old man at church on Sunday. In fact, it was a sugar-free toffee. Now, they also didn't appreciate my humor when I asked the agent, would you like a piece of candy, young man? Then I was checked for some kind of residue on my hands like an explosive. So as I said, it was quite an adventure. One fun thing that we did was take pictures at the state signs on our trip, and then I made my wife do the same as we traveled this summer. I just thought it would be cool and a a nice little memory, and it makes for a great collage on the bulletin board. Well, the summer flew by. We're all back under the same roof again, for now. Things are getting back into a routine, and our schedules are getting full. Now, this is probably not an unusual thing, and families are experiencing the same thing across the country. I don't know about you, but when I pause during this busy time of our lives, I often find my brain reflecting on all sorts of things, which is why I'm grateful to be back here at the couch. This podcast gives me a venue to explore some of those thoughts, and it provides an outlet for me to share. You know, I've always been told that I don't think like everybody else. Now, I'm not sure if that's really true of everyone. Perhaps it's only true of the people that say it to me but let's say it is true. Then I find myself reflecting on the question, what's wrong with that? Or more specifically, what's wrong with me? But before we get started, let me remind you again, nothing provided in this podcast implies a therapeutic relationship between counselor and client. It is solely for education and entertainment. Counseling can help you overcome challenges, enhance your relationships, and develop skills to lead the life you want. If you're considering therapy, then please reach out to a trained, licensed professional in your community. Now, if you're interested in seeking counseling in the Monroe, Louisiana area, or if you live anywhere in Louisiana and you are interested in participating in teletherapy with state-approved professionals, well, then contact the providers at HealthPoint Center. Change starts here. Psychology and counseling services. HealthPoint is a collaboration of independent professionals, such as Williams Professional Counseling Services, who are dedicated to improving your quality of life and guiding you on a positive path toward change. That's HealthPoint Center, located at 1818 Avenue of America, Monroe, Louisiana. So call today to inquire about services, providers, or book an appointment at area code three one eight nine nine eight two seven Zero zero. Well, it's that time again. So pull up a cushion, kick off your shoes and grab a cup of coffee. Let's get started with the session. What's wrong with you? You ever been asked this question or better yet, have you ever asked yourself this question? What's wrong with me? Well, of course you have. I'm pretty confident that we've all encountered this inquisition either internally or externally at some time in our life. Perhaps it happened when you were a child or maybe even last week by your spouse. I've actually lost count of how many times I've been asked. It really doesn't matter how many times you are asked this question. In fact, I truly believe it's more common than many people care to admit. In fact, I might even dare to say it's normal. Asking the question is not unusual, or it's not even the problem. It's how you answer the question that truly matters. The manner in which you answer this question to others, and especially to yourself, is directly congruent with the life you currently have and the life you're creating. The answer drives our actions, shifts or directs our focus, and can even attach itself to our understanding of personal value. Now, I want you to let that sink in for a moment. The way you answer this question sounds very, very important. But let me ask you this question. Why does something have to be wrong with me? I mean, it can be different, unusual, peculiar, eccentric, or even strange. But why wrong? Wrong implies that there must be a right. Well, perhaps it's not really wrong at all. Now, I know this sounds strange. Perhaps it's just semantics, rhetoric, or some philosophical internal debate. However, I believe exploring it is important to our self-awareness and accomplishing the goals we want in life. You know, I met one of my best friends by being different. Of course, she wondered what was wrong with me at the time. I was about 18 or 19 years old and in the first years of college. I went to the library to meet up with a friend of mine who was studying with a small group from his class. It was about three or four people. It was my buddy, another guy that I was familiar with, and a couple of girls that I'd never met. I was bored, and I planned to meet him up there and just hang out and find something to do, but he had to finish up with the group. So I met him at the library. There was a brief introduction to the group and an unspoken agreement to just sit quietly and wait with no disturbance. It was just common courtesy and respect. So I start flipping through a magazine to kill time. And I came across this interesting advertisement. And for the life of me, I cannot recall what they were selling. But the ad had a drawing of a hand and an ear. Now, they were just simple shapes. Well, I've always been the curious type, so I found myself placing my hand on top of the picture of the hand. Well, and of course, they didn't match. Now, as I said, I was bored, so don't judge me. Actually, go ahead and judge me if you want. There's no authority to make that judgment stick. Well, since my hand didn't fit, I had to check out the ear. So I put my ear on the picture of the ear. Well, of course, I couldn't see if it matched, so I tried a couple of combinations, oblivious to the world around me. Unbeknownst to me, I had caught the attention of a member of the study group. I guess I was a distraction. When I looked up, she was staring directly at me. Apparently, she had watched this entire scene play out. Her only response was, what is wrong with you? You know, I was initially taken back and then I promptly replied, you know, you were curious if it fit too. Don't lie. Well, it took a little while, but we soon became lifelong friends. I guess she just accepted me as me. Now, unfortunately, it took me many, many more years to accept myself for myself. You know, as a therapist, I hear this question quite often. What's wrong with me? I just don't understand what's wrong with me. Help me find out. What's wrong with me? I'm often surprised at how quickly people go down the rabbit hole, searching for an answer to what's wrong. They then lead into a list of behaviors, diagnoses, thoughts, every little indiscretion that they can recall to reinforce the initial question of what's wrong with them. They find something to support being wrong. It's fascinating because we all do it. No one ever asks the question of who determines what's wrong in the first place. I mean, where do I find this cosmic list of right and wrong? Were we supposed to be given a copy of this at birth? The Right Ways to Navigate the Human Experience. Now, that's a catchy title. I'd pick up that book. Now, I think I should clarify. I do believe there is such a thing as right and wrong. What I'm referring to is the inner judge the self-critical voice that we all possess or encounter that shames us for being human. What's wrong with you? It's the one we attach to our emotions. I feel sad. What's wrong with me? Nothing. You're just sad. It's all right. Experience it. Sit with it. Acknowledge it and express it. What I'm referring to is how we attach right or wrong to our humanity. We view different as wrong. If I think different than you, then it's wrong. If I problem solve different, dress different, think differently, act differently, then it's wrong. Well, no, it's not. It's different. When I have a different opinion, it's not wrong. It's different. When I have a different belief, it's not wrong. It's different. Unfortunately, we see this play out in our relationships, our government, our churches, our schools, families, everywhere. It's like we all walk around on eggshells just knowing any minute I'll be labeled as wrong by someone with a different perspective. Just because I'm different from the norm doesn't make me wrong. It makes me abnormal, perhaps, but not wrong. Abnormal simply means I'm outside of the norm. And the norm depends on where you are at the time. In treatment, we always like to say that normal is a setting on a washing machine. That's it. In reality, the norm is simply the largest group of people agreeing on the same behavior. That is the norm, or translated as normal. Well, let me tell you, there are plenty of times I will gladly embrace the abnormal rather than be added to what may be considered the norm of the moment. Perhaps it's because I'm a Generation X kid that was always asked, well, if your friends jumped off a bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge too? In response to the classic, well, my friends are doing it. I guess it led to me questioning the norm of the moment. I'm not jumping off a bridge unless I have to or I want to. Perhaps instead of asking ourselves what's wrong with me, we should consider asking ourselves if our actions are in our best interest. Will this behavior help me accomplish my goals? Will it help me meet people? Will it lead to a promotion at work? Will it lead to reaching my definition of success? There are so many other good questions that we could be contemplating, but we don't. Because we are too obsessed with getting it right or not being wrong. It really ties up our available resources. I guess as I ponder this topic, I realize it comes down to perspective over the binary concept of right or wrong. Perspective is a particular way of viewing something depending on one's own experience and personality. I believe what we are assigning some self-proclaimed right and wrong to is really a perspective. And if my perspective is dependent on my own experiences and personality, then how can I project it onto others? Well, that's easy. I must see you as wrong and I will see myself as right or vice versa, depending on the situation. When we do this, we tend to miss the value that perspective can bring to a situation or an interaction, ultimately limiting our available resources. I have my perspective, which is right, and everyone else is wrong, unless they share my perspective. Or heaven forbid, my perspective is different from the norm, then I question, what's wrong with me? Cultivating a different perspective or being open to a different perspective is what we refer to as cognitive restructuring in therapy. How do we initiate a cognitive shift? Well, there's not really an answer that's easy to this question. It's not a simple one, two, three process, or I would have already written a book about it. It's work. And like many things, I believe it must start with awareness, specifically self-awareness. It's not a common practice to ask ourselves how we think or why we do what we do. However, if you're listening to this episode, then you're on the precipice of starting your journey towards change. That begins with awareness, because awareness creates choice. Unfortunately, we limit ourselves by viewing a growth opportunity as right or wrong. Now, I see this all too often in relationships. It's a source of conflict between people which in turn blocks our ability to find an effective compromise. If we operate with an understanding of perspective, then how can we label it as right or wrong? I would be saying your view of your experience is wrong. I mean, really? Just because I don't share your experiences doesn't mean you are wrong. And it doesn't mean I'm right. Now I want you to sit with that one for a minute. I often use the example with many of my clients of looking out the window to illustrate this point. I have a window in my office between my chair and the couch where many of my clients sit. I will ask them to look out the window and tell me what they see. Unfortunately, what they see from the couch is not the same as what I see from the chair. So regardless of what they describe, I tell them they are wrong. The looks that I get from many of them is very perplexing. Like, who's the one that's in therapy here? They'll then begin to argue that their description is right, and who am I to tell them that it's wrong? Then I will explain that from where I'm sitting, I see something different, and we begin the process of removing the binary thinking of right and wrong. It's at that moment that something in their mindset shifts, and an understanding is revealed. By focusing on what we each see from our individual perspectives, we actually have a complete picture of what's truly outside the window. Having a more complete picture then allows us to make better decisions with more resources, moving us towards an improved outcome. I mean, it's not rocket science. It's simple, but oh, how we complicate the shit out of it. If you've never had a chance to read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, I will strongly encourage you to give it a go. It's been around for quite a while, so you can find it anywhere. Now, I appreciate the reflections on habits of those people striving for growth and change in their lives. I particularly embrace habit number five. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. This is paramount to navigating relationships. If we listen with intent to understand where the other person's coming from, rather than listen with an intent to reply, it equals connection. What I often find humorous is that most people miss the fact that if you understand what somebody is saying, then your reply will come naturally. Meaning, you don't have to worry about what to say or how to answer the question. You already have that information. However, if you're already determined that you are right and they are wrong, you will not listen. You will not make an effort to understand, and you will not grow in that connection. Perhaps you'd rather be right than happy. Maybe that's what's wrong with you. Well, it seems we've reached the end of our session today, and I know it was a short one, but I am so grateful to be back I want to thank each of you for listening, and I encourage you to keep coming back because we're going to start dropping sessions a little bit more regularly. Now, as you move forward this week, I hope that you're going to take some time to reflect on what you heard today. Perhaps it's time to embrace your differences, to see the value in other people's perspectives. Maybe the world could use a little compromise. However, if you have to plant your flag on that hill of right or wrong, ask yourself, Why is it that important to you? Take a moment to grow in your self-awareness. It could lead to the life that you're looking to create. Now today, I want to leave you with a quote that I'm not sure where I picked this up, but I've always packed this one around. Being right keeps you stuck in a place. Being wrong forces you to explore something new. Remember, folks, you are not alone. Live intentionally, love daily, and laugh often. Please subscribe, follow me on whatever format you listen to to the podcast, and take a moment to leave a review. These matter more than you know. They kind of help us to improve the shows or adjust the content as needed, but just let me know what you think. And take a minute to share this episode with a friend or a family member. I really want to get the message out there that you are not alone. Now, if you have any questions or comments about this podcast, you can email them directly to calvin at calvincwilliamslpc.com. Or you can reach me on Facebook at Williams Professional Counseling Services, LLC. You can even check out my website at www.calvincwilliamslpc.com. Or if you'd like to schedule a therapy session with me, then contact us at HealthPoint Center, area code 318-998-2700. I always look forward to hearing from listeners, so please feel free to submit topics of interest, comments, or questions. Thanks again for stopping by. And remember, folks, there's always room for you on the counselor's couch.